And now, enjoy this free Jason Modcast show. Hey there, this is Ralph Garman, and you are listening to the World of Myth Bits. You made an excellent choice. Welcome to the World of Myth Bits. We are your hosts, Jenna and Joe Sparks, and this is episode 102. One episode, two episodes. <laughs> <laughs> The World of Myth Bitch. So again, welcome to the World of Myth. We are officially in October. Well, we've been in October, but we really haven't had free reign in October, which the minute we took over this podcast... I was like, yes, October's coming up. That is my month. That is the uh, month where I feel most alive, most vibrant. Uh, so anyway, we have a lot of uh, goodies in terms of, of uh, housekeeping this week. Um, so first of all, let's jump into the housekeeping because like I said, there is a good handful. Um, we want to congratulate Again, uh, the second place winner of the Open Contract Challenge, uh, Gabrielle Gabriella Balcom. Sorry about that. And the third place winner, also Chris Bice. Um, on that note, remember, we're going to find out the grand prize winner in this month's issue of The World of Myth. So that's going to be coming up in a couple weeks, and we're going to find out who wins and I'm very excited. I hope you all are too. Um, second bit of news. This one might sound a little red, but Dark Myth Publications has filed for a new brand called Dark Myth Classics. We are in talks with former authors to bring their work back home to Dark Myth. The Dark Myth Classics will brand will offer original work in a new pocketbook and ebook version. Right now, we are able to announce that the following will be moving to the new imprint. Book of Dreams by Rebecca C. Lofgren, Horotica Anthology. It's a Dark Ride by David K. Montoya. Spiritual Awakening, The Dragon Hunters by Terry D. Shearer. And the World of Myth Anthology, Volumes 1 and 2. So that's pretty awesome. Uh, again, super excited about that one. Third bit of news. The Zombie Works publication, uh, Miss Stephanie J. Barty has stepped in as ad- editor uh, and she started to filter through and go through all of the submissions. I cannot imagine how many there are because if you read the newsletter, you know that they actually wound up having to up the amount of stories uh, collected. So that's that's a good problem to have, I think. So anyway, so acceptance acceptance letters are are going out right now. Um, probably for the next week or so, uh, we'll be hearing who is going to be accepted. Uh, fourth bit of news: since it is October, and we are on the cusp of Halloween, uh, we hopefully will have a super. Super, super exciting Halloween issue. Uh, So open call for Halloween stories for this month's issue of the World of Myth. So we want anything Halloween themed. We want art, poetry, stories, whatever you've got that's spooky, Halloween themed. Go for it. I'm so excited. Like, anticipate that review me just talking over Joe the whole time. <laughs> like, just expect it. I'll try not to, but it might happen. So, last and final bit of news. Um, released this week was Jeff R. Young's ebook, Diary of a Madman, and it's available on Amazon. And a huge, huge, huge congratulations to him. So, yeah, that wraps up this episode's housekeeping. See, there's a lot. Told you. So as I said, October is my favorite month of the year. Um, 
So much so, Joe and I actually got married on Halloween because uh, we're kind of weirdos like that. It's not like it's super uncommon. Uh, but we're going on seven years this year, so that's exciting. Um, Cue the thunder and the laughter. <laughs> 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 so uh, October, 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 uh, I am Halloween brain right now, which I, I usually am year round, but like now it's it's the norm so uh on that note i have i have a lot of thoughts this week uh because i've been like filling my my head with all sorts of spooky kind of scary themed things um and the main the main thing that i wanted to talk about this week was uh a couple of of things that have jumped onto streaming services in the past couple weeks. Um, so we'll get more into that because, like I said, I have a lot of a lot of input <laughs> a lot of ones. So, well, what do uh, you got? Oh, well, what was the one you just watched that you, you liked? Isn't it funny how, like, when you have a certain month that you like, it's like, oh, it's Halloween all month long, or it's Christmas all month long, or it's like when you have a birthday, and you're like, oh, it's my birthday month, and it's like, <laughs> it's one day, come on. No. <laughs> September is Halloween Eve, and uh, all of October is Halloween. Done deal. Sign the paper. But if you are morbidly minded, uh, like me and my peer group, every day is Halloween, Q ministry singing about it anyway okay so point being uh october is a, is a good month uh i've been in a pretty good headspace uh both because it's october and because uh some cool things have happened uh we were talking about you we were talking about the stuff you watch oh okay so <laughs> i have just a quick note about chemical hearts okay so i watched chemical hearts yesterday here's well, a wait what is what is chemical hearts well here's the trick when you want to clean right or do much of anything else is you throw a movie on right you have it in the background and it's just it's kind of like listening to music while you work or anything like that um i guess though it's kind of multitasking anyways that got off track chemical hearts is a film adaptation of the book or chemical hearts by Crystal Sutherland. And within this uh, teen drama, I guess, from high school, um, you have uh, Lily Reinhardt, who is the main love interest, and um, I'm guessing the kid from... Uh, what was that show? Oh, he's the kid from This Is... Not the kid. A character from This Is Us. A character from This Is Us. And also scary stories to tell in the dark. Okay. So... Um, it it uh it it was it was a little different than what the trailer had given off. It was very it was actually pretty good. I liked it. Um but it's funny about the characters in which like when you go to produce these movies, is there like something in the clause when you produce these movies? Like you have to have the girl dancing at like a party or maybe like a club or something that's going on, whether maybe the prom where they completely lose themselves in the music, right? And then you have the male character is like set aback and in, in, in awe, you know, of this perfect specimen in his mind. And, and she's just, she's just lost in the music. Also, this is a spoiler alert right now, so if anybody who has not read the book or seen this film, I'm going to give a spoiler. There's one particular scene, and I think this one Jenna can appreciate, is where she gets a little particular about the perspective in which the woman is written in. Yeah, and I by that he means it's like uh, I don't always love... Uh, uh, women in particular being written by men and I don't always love men being written by women it doesn't always work right and Joe and I talked about this and here is further proof okay <laughs> alright so 
okay, <laughs> we have um, Lily Reinhardt's character is obviously in a car accident with her boyfriend or ex-boyfriend. You'll find out. Um, and she is truthful when they have an intimate scene. She's truth truthful rather with um, the male character about what she was thinking before the car flipped. She's like, she got very emotional and looked the kid dead in the eyes with tears in her eyes and said, my last words before I died were going to be shit. And the boy looks at her, you know, with longing eyes. And she looks up at him, looks down for a second, looks back up at him. And she says, what do you think he was thinking about? And he looks at her. He was thinking about you. Get out of here. Get get out of here. Right? Okay. I'm pretty sure, you know, her boyfriend was thinking almost probably the exact same thing. Yeah. <laughs> so that was kind of, I want to say it's a gripe. It, but it is. It's one of those, like, uh, when you're taking something, it's this, like, over-romanticization of, a real scenario of course like you know before the minute before you die you probably are going to think about your loved ones and everything but it's probably going to amount in oh no whatever you know uh insert any kind of expletive uh so yeah like i think look i I think it could be a a great i could understand where she was trying to get at too you know she wants to keep the romantic aspect between the characters and um and that's fun right that's why we have this literary podcast and everybody writes for the magazine because fantasy is fun and it 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 takes you away from the reality of the situation because the reality of the situation was he was thinking oh shit i'm going to die yeah and no and i get that because like a lot of times like i don't even bother with like rom-coms or romantic stories like you know, I, I don't read Nicholas Sparks. I can't oh, like love him. So, <laughs> I just it's boring to me. It's super boring because, you know, like I talked about last week on the review, like with uh, Stephanie's story, how we were kind of turning this idea of romance on its head. She did. Um, and I love that because it's 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 this new concept. And so it's like I, I'm not bored. Like and I love sappy stuff like I I am a very emotional person. Like I will watch a movie with the intent of crying and all of that. But when something, um, you know, it just, I'm not a fan of like these, these kind of cheesy, uh, oddly forced written romances. So that's, I, I don't know. I don't know why this turned into me. Well, wherever you got to sign up for Ryan Gosling to star another Nicholas Sparks film, that'd be pretty sweet. <laughs> Ryan Gosling's too big for that now. Oh, he's that. <laughs> Place Beyond the Pines? That's not a. That's like the polar opposite of Nicholas Sparks. I love that one too. Yeah, that one was a good one. Live, laugh, love. Live, laugh, love. No. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, so <laughs> I'm gonna take me off of my obsession with because I I do I like romance uh, if they're done in the right way. Yeah. Okay. I mean, they're well. Hmm. I mean, can you really say there would be a right way and the wrong way? I'm guessing. Right? I think I think like I said, it's you know like that that idea of like what's boring. And you want to see something that's a little bit more endearing, you know. Obviously, if we're looking at like Harlequin romance, you're 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 gonna get like sexual tension and yeah, romance. Cause like <laughs> that's you know, really it. You know who's doing it pretty well is in the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Yes, yeah. so they're doing the romances pretty well, and they are developing their characters and and in such a fantastic way, you know. Yeah, with, uh, Joel's character. And uh, obviously, Mrs. Maisel. Yeah, and then everybody around her. I think. Well, I think what's what's interesting, and I've talked to you because I I made Joe watch this. Like I I've watched the show like two or three times by now, and so uh, the humor and everything behind it, I was like, okay, I need to get Joe to watch this, and uh, finally did. And 
one thing that just like makes brings me genuine joy is if something can make Joe laugh because like then I know it's good. <laughs> so it's kind of like validating for me. Um, anyway, but yeah, they if you ever watched Gilmore Girls, which Amy Sherman Palladino and Daniel Palladino uh, did back in, you know, the, the early 2000s. Um, it's kind of funny watching Mrs. Maisel because there's a lot of similarities, you know, with the stories that are being told, especially the romantic stories. And I've watched Gilmore Girls. I can't even, it's one of those background shows I just throw on like and binge all seven seasons, <laughs> you know, like I do it at least once a year. Uh, and there's a lot of, a lot of similarities, like I said, between the romances and the stories. And I feel like, and there's no confirmation to this, but I feel like there was a lot that went wrong in Gilmore Girls with some of the stories that were told and people will argue stupid arguments, but I feel like Mrs. Maisel is kind of like Amy Sherman Palladino, uh, coming back and being like, okay, I'm going to write those wrongs, um, in so many ways, because especially if, if you've watched it, you know, uh, Joel is kind of the, the Christopher character from Gilmore Girls and nobody liked Christopher, but I think Joel is a likable character. And, um, we, we are on this, this ride with their ups and downs as a, a divorced couple and will they, won't they, uh, I'm on the side of, I hope they don't, <laughs> but it's not up to me. Uh, and then you have the, the, the character, the characterization of real life persona, uh, Lenny Bruce and the, the romanticizing of of him and that's an interesting development um so yeah I don't know where you were going with this <laughs> I jumped in I need to stop doing that I'm sorry uh we were talking about how if the romances are done well you know what other adaptation did that well was one day mm, remember that one yeah I like that one too yeah yeah and so I, I I'm going to kind of jump back in. Um, on that note of adaptations and, and love stories, uh, I have been watching The Haunting of Bly Manor. And uh, it's the, 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 the follow-up to The Haunting of Hill House. Um, and so that's kind of been like at the forefront of my mind. So I want to I take a second and talk about that because... I have two episodes left, um, and it's one of those, I've heard so many various opinions, and I'm trying to stay neutral about it, so I don't want to uh, change anybody's mind, I don't want to to do anything like to make you teeter this way or that, uh, before, especially if you haven't watched it yet, so I'm not going to, to give any spoilers or anything. Um, but when when reviews for Bly Manor started coming out, it was immediately being compared to Hill House because Hill House was perfection. You know, let's let's be real. It was to me one of the best movies, TV, whatever you, media out there in terms of everything. There was nothing wrong with it at all. In my opinion, I hold it in such a high regard. And I'll get into that in a second. So of course, when Bly Manor came out, it, it, there was probably no way for it to, to compare because it's, like I said, it's Hill House was, was perfection. And how can you, how can you even try, you know, to, to make something or what's the saying, uh, lightning hitting twice. Uh, so anyway, so Bly Manor, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, uh, Mike Flanagan has, has kind of pulled out this anthology, kind of Ryan Murphy-esque, uh, American Horror Story anthology with, with the hauntings of, and 
so Bly Manor is um, an adaptation of uh, The Turn of the Screw uh, by Henry Thomas, a book written in 1898. Uh, and it's, a, it's modernized because now our story takes place in the 80s as opposed to the 1890s. <laughs> and um, I personally have never actually read Henry Thomas. Um, I know that there's actually also another adaptation coming out this year uh, called The Turning. I'm curious uh, in my brain to kind of compare and contrast. Uh, point being, I've, I don't know the source material. As opposed to Hill House, I was familiar with the, the source material. Shamefully, uh, a few weeks ago, I admitted I hadn't read Shirley Jackson. I am reading Shirley Jackson right now. I promise I'm making good on my promise to read Shirley Jackson. But either way, I was more familiar with the source material because... I had seen The Haunting. I had seen uh, the original. I had seen, you know, it's like I, I was more familiar. The Turning of the Screw or Bly Manor, I was, I, I'm completely unfamiliar. So, uh, and here's so far what I think is happening. Since we're talking about uh, unique storylines. So Bly Manor, if you watch any information um, before it was released, they talk about how Bly Manor is actually about love. Um, whereas Hill House was about loss. And Bly Manor, in that regard, um, it's a unique take on the concept. Um, Hill House was... Because the source material had been so overdone and overused... I feel like the, the, the writers knew they had to go about telling the story in a super unique way, in a way that was familiar, but not identical. So there's so much homage paid throughout Hill House to the source material. And Bly Manor, from everything up to this point, with, like I said, two episodes left, it feels very copy and paste of the source material as opposed to the the retelling and reworking of Hill House and what made it so good. So I think that's where a lot of these like cross reviews are coming in where, you know, they they're kind of harsh with it. But um, I don't know, like, it's just I'm not mad at it or anything like I'm not uh disappointed even because I know it's my own uh thought process that made Hill House so perfect in my brain um I related to Hill House I related to the stories that were being told um I don't necessarily relate 100% to Bly Manor so my relationship is a little bit different but that being said, I 110% uh, respect Mike Flanagan, and I think uh, I, I couldn't imagine how they could follow up with Hill House. You know what I mean? So it's it's one of those, like, give it a shot. So yeah, so that kind of goes on the telling, that uniqueness of love stories, I guess, is kind of where I was going with that one. What's the story after that one? What do you mean? Well, because you said that it's going like an anthology based off of... Uh, previous books. Oh, I don't even know if they know. <laughs> I haven't even heard anything if it's actually getting renewed for season three. I hope so. Because I, I, that's how much I love and respect Mike Flanagan's work and all the actors well, involved. The actress will always have work on you. Yeah, that's well, true. I don't know. Yeah, Victoria Pedretti um, is my... <laughs> I, I, I... She's an actor who could work in it could probably be the worst movie in the world and i would still watch it just to watch her she's just the best so so yeah so basically on that note like don't listen to the reviews don't listen to people who are talking about oh this this is where it went wrong blah blah, blah. watch it for yourself go into it with zero expectations like that's genuinely i think i talked about it before it's like my biggest pet peeve with with anything is this this uh train of hate when when something comes out and immediately it's just 
like spat on and it's you know garnered all of these really crappy reviews uh like the last of us part two the that game came out and because of something that happens in the game toward the beginning people stopped playing and they just shot out all of these really really horrible horrible reviews but if you actually have played the game it's an amazing game with amazing storytelling and um yeah, so so I really try to be uh, balanced and fair if I jump into something, um, you know, and, and it doesn't always work. Sometimes I'm already like slightly biased just from either from things I've heard or my own stance on, on something like the source material even. Uh, other times, you know, like especially if you go into something like Bly Manor where the predecessor has been so amazing and and it's just not as amazing but you have these high expectations what are the reviews saying just basically that like it misses the mark or you know like they're trying to compare it to hill house which you can't do you cannot compare because like i said hill house was a character development or how are they comparing it just in terms of of the story uh with the the scary factor i believe which is it as scary up to the point i'm at no in my opinion but it also takes a lot to scare me and hill house for me like i said was a very very personal like it was the first time in media like i felt like my story had ever been kind of put out there in such a thoughtful way um and I'm not gonna get into that but um it was something like I I found a way to relate to every single character so my relationship like I said to to Hill House is a very personal one it so it already kind of puts me in this like weird like I can't I can only be so uh opinionated about it Bly Manor, it's, I hope there are people out that, well, no, I don't hope people can relate to this story because it's really messed up. Um, but it's, it's the scares in it. Maybe it's scary for somebody else, somebody especially who's like uh, less uh, desensitized than you or me. Um, so you feel that they're not relating to the characters? I don't know. You know, because I, I think it's interesting on that note. Um, you don't really have to relate to characters to enjoy the story. Oh, no, no, no. You know? Yeah, absolutely uh-huh. not. Well, that's, I mean, that's not for you. It's, it's for people men shooting reviews. I like, remember when, uh, what was it, uh, Superman? Yeah. Superman cracked old boy's neck um, and, and people just lost it. Mm-hmm. It's like, come on, you relate to Superman? Get, get out of here. Man. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> okay. No, I, I, I know completely because, yeah, like you can't base the the value off of something on your your personal relation you know the, how the overall feeling i guess i should say cuz like i said i have my relationship with hill house um and so it's good to me but i'm not going to tell you it's the best thing out there because I say it's the best thing out there. Which apparently, or where all those reviews are coming yeah. from. Yeah, and that's where it is. And so, and I've learned, you know, um, especially with, with a lot of things that are on TV, I watch a lot of stuff that people do not like. And they don't like it for really, really dumb reasons. Um, and, you know, it's just uh, this kind of toxic environment where people think that because they don't like it that's the way it has to be that everybody else needs to not like it and I I hate that like that really annoys me because it's just let people like the stuff they like let people enjoy it in their own way you know don't don't feel like oh well it's not popular to like this movie um who cares like who genuinely cares if you watched it if you listened to it if you read it and uh 
you know, everybody else is like, oh, it was so crappy and garbage and blah, blah, blah. But you enjoyed it? Dude, go for it. Like, enjoy it more. I just, I hate that, that, you know, idea that if something um, isn't peak for one person or for even a bunch of people. No, you know how you stay away from that? You don't read the reviews. Yeah. <laughs> well, of course. And honestly, like with horror, I was listening to Eli Roth. Uh, he, he has a show on um, AMC and Shudder and it's uh, the history of horror. And um, they translate, not translate, they, they post the episode in podcast format, which it's just completely unedited. And I was listening to uh, the episode he did with Stephen King. And, you know, they were talking about how you can't, you simply cannot, especially going into horror, like you cannot read the reviews because everybody's standards are so different. And, um, you know, if you look at most horror films, like if you look at them, like on IMDb or even Rotten Tomatoes, a lot of them are rated like on average between like 4.5 to like 6.5. Um, I don't know of any horror film in particular, uh, especially newer one, that's rated higher than that. Us it probably has a higher rating. Let me check that real quick. Which actually has a 6.9 for us. Hmm. What about Get Out? Let me check that real quick here. Yeah, because I like... I know uh, Hill House has like 8.7 or something. 7.7 for Get Out on IMDb. Rotten Tomatoes different. Metacritic. Yeah. Um, I think the rating system has lost its merit anyways because, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, everything's different now, mm-hmm. you know, and there's so much content out there that, I mean, even different forms of content. You have mm-hmm. movies and music videos and even music videos have rating systems and and uh they even have that yelp you know and it's just it's ridiculous and and because sometimes like in business people will use the yelp review as a a form of uh, extortion almost oh yeah you know like oh well can you help me out you know, or, you know, they can review on Yelp and it's like, come on, get out of here. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. And I feel like, um, in a lot of ways, I guess you could kind of compare it to, cause it's like the, the, when we talk about like, uh, service, you know, like a, in a business or even, uh, you know, like a, a nasty review of something. Um, that's really like undeserved. Uh, the one that like really gets to me, and um, Joe probably remembers when I brought it up. <laughs> it just it really like really like infuriated me. Um, was uh reading. <laughs> The I watch all the I watched all the the CW, uh, DC verse the Arrowverse shows, and um Supergirl, the I I made the stupid stupid decision to read the Supergirl, uh, reviews, which I know we're drifting away from horror, but the the reviews. <laughs> that I read were so ridiculous and very, I mean, like they were just, I'm trying to make sure that I don't, I keep it kind of PG here because they were very hate filled. Just tell him, just tell him, Hey, would you let the young lady wear pants, please? (laughs) Well, it was so beyond that. It was how much they hated, um, you know, these, these characters, this, quote unquote forced diversity which to me is the stupidest argument in existence forced diversity you can't just okay calming uh but where they talk about you know oh well 
will you have like say a a a, a trans character or you know this this faux uh women's power empowered you know and and uh pseudo gay characters and it's like who why is this bothering you don't watch it if that's stuff that bothers you don't watch it don't sit there and spit your hate and venom and what you don't like about it on such a public forum and I mean talk about it so it just it's like the the logic behind these horrible reviews to me doesn't make a whole lot of sense like if if it's just something you don't like because maybe it's something you don't like seeing women exist in places beyond I don't know uh secretary roles like don't which actually she was kind of a secretary anyway uh then don't watch it like don't watch it it's just it's it's something like that where it's like if you if you know you're gonna be bothered don't bother watching it like nobody cares if you don't like to see and I feel like that last portion actually needs to be heard because all these things are so preposterous. Like even using the word female in a derogatory manner or um, can we just enjoy the art forms without having this other underlying thing, please? Like, okay, say this opinion doesn't matter about this hate over here and that is totally true because you should not have this hate coming against the story yeah right i mean uh to 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 take these fictional characters they're fictional characters <laughs> by the way fictional characters fictional characters <laughs> uh taking these fictional characters and 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 putting titles and and whatnot on them you know it's just preposterous. Yeah. A lot of this stuff is just preposterous. And I think that's, that's, it's, it's fun. And also in the, in the, in the same way, because we, we put so much stress and emphasis and, and, and all this stuff on these characters or these stories or hating people online, you know, and all this other stuff. And it's, it, 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 it doesn't matter. It doesn't. And I, yeah, like at the core Reviews don't matter. Uh, don't listen to them. <laughs> you know? And that wraps up fantasy and that moves us to. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but we're not mean. Like, there's a difference between, like, spiteful or cruel even. And I think there's a big difference between finding positive things to say as opposed to just being mean. Right. And I think that's the difference. Yeah. Look, I can understand if you have a deep passion for these characters and they have an emotional connection to your childhood or a certain event in your life, something like that, you know. Uh, but it is the writer's characters, okay? You know, a lot of media today is fan service so I think like as a fan because I am a fan of a lot of stuff it feels like this collaboration but we also have to remember that it's not it's not a collaboration we are looking at somebody else's vision like Joe's saying and um to come at it like in a mean vicious way even like if you listen to reviews back in like the 80s and, and 90s from uh Siskel and Ebert, uh, they were mean. And, um, you know, it's it's fine to have your opinion. It's fine to even have a negative opinion. But to to be just mean about something um, rather than actually, like, constructive or, uh, you know, a valid, like, uh, a valid way to help somebody make something better you know and the minute you put any kind of work out there into the ether put it just throwing it out there in front of people yes it stands a chance at being criticized and people just having a complete dislike of it 
and fine, whatever. But if you're just coming at something with this like venomous um kind of kind of repulsion um how is that going to inspire somebody to do better uh to oh okay maybe I did go about doing this the wrong way maybe I could have told this story a little bit different and obviously I'm not talking about every little thing out there I'm talking about just things that Supergirl or Bly Manor or, you know, the the stuff that we have been talking about. I think that it's mostly because people want to feel better about themselves. Well, I yeah. think so they get a little shot at that little dopamine, a little mm-hmm. shot in the brain, you know? Uh, so I think that's where a lot of that comes from. Oh, for sure. And, yeah, it's, it's just it's annoying. And I guess that's my opinion on meanness. <laughs> you know, it's it's... Just if you if you have to put your opinion out there, if it's something that people have to know, like, oh, you know, this was such a a flaming heap of garbage, blah, blah, blah. Put some thought behind it, at least, and maybe don't come at it from just a mean, bullying place. And I hope anybody who's listening isn't a mean bully, isn't just somebody who uh, is is constantly negative. I, I hope everybody who's listening is like, yeah, I, you know, that's cool. Like, uh, kind of get that. Uh, and in that sense, you know, I guess basically I'm, I'm, I'm talking to the trolls. Like, just don't be a troll. Is that even still a thing? Haters gonna <laughs> hate. <laughs> but yeah, okay. That went off on like, a way long tangent. I wanted to talk about scary stuff and spooky stories. No worries about that. All month long is Halloween. <laughs> I <know>. feel. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess I shouldn't fill all of my uh, intake of media into a single episode because um, I did want to talk about Ratchet, but we can talk about that next week. We can kind of kind of throw it up for one last little discussion. Uh, since we're kind of coming close to the end here. And if you've stuck it out this long, congratulations. And I'm very sorry you had to listen to my rambling rant. Uh, but on that note, I would also like to talk about the rating of the boys. Totally unfair. Totally, totally unfair for season two. Yeah, see, because that's another one that you can't actually relate to the characters. Yeah, no, you can't. You, I mean, yeah. no. I find that this show the boys is so refreshing because of the the way that the the heroes quote unquote are (laughs) depicted um it's kind of like that movie brightburn that's an excellent horror movie yeah brightburn but again what are its ratings on imdb probably not very good well let me check that for you real quick yeah, we are looking at a 6.1 on IMDb and 57 on Rotten Tomatoes. Why? Yeah. I don't know, because that one was actually really good. Well, one of the reviews goes on about how it was a grisly murder movie with no storyline. Just <laughs> just a movie about a murderous superpower child. <laughs> the plot, well... Well, the plot if, was about a... If, yeah, if you reverse that role, Superman is about a super-powered child that grows into an adult that helps people instead of murders them, and that is the end. So, I'm not sure why these reviews are filled with so much hate when if you just reverse, you know, reverse a couple of things on there and you're like, oh, you know what? And, 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 you know, um, I think, I think our listeners might be getting the wrong idea, too, you know, from what we're sitting here, like, talking negatively about negative reviews. Yeah. <laughs> right? But that should just go to show you the whole preposterous aspect of everything. Mm-hmm. Right? Because are you going to care 
that the superhero trope has the exact same storyline pretty much over and over and over and over again. Now you're going to watch the Avengers again. Next Avenger movie comes out and or any you, you name it. Yeah. You're there. Right? Any iteration of Batman. Any iteration of Batman. <laughs> You're there. Right? So it doesn't really even matter. Yeah. Before we go, I really want to read this review from the boys because I just think it's really freaking funny. Now, if you've watched or even read the source material of the boys, uh, you know. You know what it is. Even if you saw a trailer for it. Even if you saw a picture advertisement. You get an idea what it is, right? <laughs> so this review, granted, it's it's from the first season, but it's, I don't know, I just, it tickles me. Uh, why do they make shows with superheroes that will obviously appeal to kids and then fill it with bad language? They don't care about standards because they have none themselves is the answer. What? 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 The trailer for season one shows arms being ripped off of the body of a woman. Like, watch the trailer before you think I'm going to watch this with my kids. I think I'm glad for that. I'm glad for the rating system in that. Maybe, you know... I think the rating system was meant for us to be protected from ourselves very much like when they when they create when things are created when these systems go awry into chaos like they need these systems to try to control the chaos right such as when cars were invented and people were going as fast as they want right <laughs> all we we need we need these speed limits you know <laughs> And then when the parents, uh, parents, I think it was like in the 90s when this was created or something, for the rating system. They needed the rating system for the video games because the <laughs> video games are too violent, getting too violent, you know. Um, and even with movies and TV shows, you know, and, and I think that helps because the boys are pretty sure it has an M17 or something like that, right? Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's not child appropriate. <laughs> and to write a bad review about a very much adult program and this is about our... how it's not child friendly, how they want to turn this story about violence and corruption into a story for children. And that's just that's that is that should just be the message of this episode is these preposterous ideas of trying to fit these ideas into something they're not. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, you can't you can't have these ideas silenced, you know. Because they want them to be silenced. Mm -hmm. Isn't that the point of what we've always been fighting against? You know, is the free idea, uh, you know, exploration yeah. of the idea of itself. You know, mm -hmm. could you imagine? Well, that's not true either. Because even when you go to write something or work or anything like that, you're being silenced in a, in a little small manner. Mm -hmm. Right? Because... They want the what? What's the new one? I I made a joke about it. Um, about working for Disney. Oh right? yeah. The, uh, you ask if you go to an art gallery, there's gonna be one person there who's going to say Disney ruined their artistic vision, mm -hmm. right? And you know, you you go into these artistic endeavors thinking oh i'm going to do art and then you're silenced and you're like why am i being silenced you know yeah. uh because they're creating these shows and, and and things and that's why this whole review thing is preposterous yep you know? so on that note i want to remind all of the creatives out there listening it does not matter write what you're going to write paint what you're going to paint Play what you're going to play. Somebody is going to have something really mean to say about it. Ignore them. Keep doing it.
and here's where I bow and step coolly off the stage. Right, in scene, and then <laughs> people would just go wild. <laughs> <laughs> just to clarify, uh, on a very quick note, I do want to say that the entire conversation that we just had, uh, there are obviously stories, films, TV, even some books that are actually very harmful, toxic, and uh, severely damaging. Uh, I will not name any names, but if you've paid any attention to the news, you know what we're talking about. And at its core, I just want this whole episode to not even be thinking about media like that. Uh, I'm just talking about especially popular media, uh, the stuff that uh, we see day in and day out. Uh, You know, in particular, at the top of my mind, I'm thinking of Suicide Squad or Justice League or uh, even like we're talking about Bly Manor. And also to point out The Last Airbender, does not uh, count either. That one is kind of fair game. Uh, <laughs> the live action remake. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, guys. So that that whole thing went off. Thank you very much for sticking around and hearing us out. Uh, if you uh, decide that we were attacking you if you're a troll, uh, I guess you can come at us. Uh, but, you know, otherwise to everybody else. Um, who is awesome and amazing and who's been listening. Um, Thank you for listening to this long-winded rant. Um, You can find us at www.theworldofmyth.com and also on Facebook and Twitter at the World of Myth Bits Podcast and the World of Myth Magazine. And you can also find us on Instagram now. And it's just at the World of Myth Bits. So until next time, thank you for listening. Bye. The world of myth bitch. Dracula songs. It's getting kind of hard to believe that things are going to get better